Welcome uh, back to the Divinity Life Podcast and to those of you who are listening by way of uh, actual podcast, welcome. And to those who are watching by way of YouTube Live, uh, welcome to you today. God bless you and thank you for being here today. Um, uh, I just want to uh, um, update you on a couple of things and then we're going to get rolling. For those of you who don't know me, by the way, my name is uh, Lachelle Clark and I also go by Shelly or you can call me Sister Shelly. I am uh, the host or um, yeah, I am your host on this podcast. So hi. <laughs> and we're going to get into uh, the message uh, for today talking about sex slaves uh, part two. And I, I think, you know, this is um, this is part of the problem, really, honestly, uh, because what the Lord was sh sharing with me um, from the first message is that um, our sexual misconduct, uh, sexual misconduct or sec your sexual lifestyle is it, it, a person's sexual lifestyle is directly connected to the sin problems in the earth. Uh, sexual immorality, of course, we know is sin, right? Um, but it is connect directly connected to uh, the sin problem in the earth. You know how we say, you know, um, the with the racist racial injustice and um, all the things that were going on last year with the coronavirus and all that and the protesting and all of those things, right? And a lot of things that fell out, you know, uh, people, criminal activity that fell out, um, it just became, it, it became more um, uh, enlarged uh, or or more prevalent, you know what I mean, during that time because it was a tumultuous time and uh, demons were manifesting everywhere, you know. Um, so, these things are directly uh, it are directly connected to a person's personal life. Um, if your personal life is in check, okay, especially if your body is in check, your your sex life is in check, then um, the enemy doesn't really have much of a much room there, you know, to to uh, use you to do things. You know what I mean? Because um, the first one of the first main problems in the in the earth when it came to mankind was sexual immorality, and uh, we looked there at Genesis six and we we saw how that you know how that whole thing took place, and I want to tell you that um, um, this is Satan's greatest weapon against humanity is to enter your body um, illegally through sexual activity. It's so important uh, to the kingdom of darkness that. It's included in everything they do, even when you talk about um, rituals and, you know, uh, the uh, demonic um, sacrificial, you know, uh, gatherings and things like that, that they that they have. It all, all it always includes some kind of sexual um, immorality or sexual misconduct. Amen. Um, so it is <coughs> excuse me. It is directly connected to. Um, to the sin issue, right? It's it, it. We said it wasn't a skin issue. That's what I was trying to say earlier. We say that you know it's not. It's not. Well, some of us do. Some actually believe that it's just you know, um, uh, you know, racial oppression and 
uh, prejudice, you know, that is the problem. And, and many of us, though, realize that, no, wait a minute, this is beyond a skin issue. This is an actual sin issue. And at the root of sin, you will always find um, an, uh, an inordinate um, affection or a, um, a uh, covetous desire or, or a, a deeply lustful desire uh, for sex outside of marriage. Amen. Um, you don't have to believe me. We'll, we're we're going to go to the scripture here and I'm not going to be here long today. I will not. I will not. <laughs> One of the things that I wanted to correct with you um, in terms of Noah's sons last time, I'm also going to address that in this video. Okay. So um, I did uh, uh, make a mistake there when I was talking about Noah's sons uh, that they were born um after the flood, they were not, they were born before the flood, obviously. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. My mind was, I think I was just, I was really exhausted uh, because I had uh, been preaching for three days in a row. And um, yeah, it was, it took a lot, you know, it took a lot out of me. So I was I sometimes, listen, if I don't, I, if I make a mistake or if I don't say something right, or if it's something that you don't understand that I'm saying, please ask, please verify, you know, don't be as afraid because, you know, I, I'm not someone who, I don't think that I have all the answers or that everything I say is right. Yes. You know, I do make mistakes and, you know, I, I am uh, more than willing to own up to that and say, hey, you know, oh, because I watch my videos back to see, you know, whether or not I'm telling, you know, I'm in error in anywhere or anything that I gave you. And that's how I actually caught the the mistake is by watching it back. Right. I'm not one of those people who just like drop something and just leave it there and don't care and just go on. I go back and watch it to make sure that everything that I covered, everything God wanted me to cover and that I did it correctly and I'm not harming uh, God's people in any way. Amen. So that is why uh, I made a note on that video. Um, uh, so yeah, so let's pray and just jump into this. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord, uh, for this opportunity. And uh, we bless your name, Lord, for your blessed word, for your word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Uh, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that sheds the light of truth and uh, that guides us and leads us into all truths. We thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for your divine wisdom and for your divine knowledge and understanding. We're asking that you will open the eyes of our understanding here and open our ears, <clears throat> excuse me, that we may clearly hear what you are saying unto us individually and collectively as a whole. I pray, Father God, against every demonic spirit that seeks to steal, kill, and destroy, and uh, that seeks to disturb or to hinder or to distract or oppose your word from going forth in clarity uh, in Jesus' mighty name. We take authority over the airwaves and we bind the prince and the power of the air and every one of your agents and every spirit that seeks to steal, kill, and destroy in the name of Jesus. We cast you into the abyss. We banish you from the body of Christ and we banish you from every household in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord rebuke you and the blood of Jesus is against you. And I bleed the blood of Jesus Christ over the eyes and the ears of this people. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We thank you, Father. Be glorified. Take over my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen.
All right. So submitting that uh, to the Lord. Amen. Submitting that to the Lord. And um, yeah. So uh, let's look here. I'm going to go here to my uh, scripture. I think the time change also quickly uh, might be best uh, for some of you guys because, you know, I noticed that um, mostly all of the views that uh, that I get on these live streams are um, after the fact. So people uh, people come on and watch after the actual live stream. Um, perhaps it's a little too early. You know, it's during the workday and they're not able to watch, you know, at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. I get that, you know, but I had to, uh, I have to like make the videos according to my time schedule when I have availability. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, I do understand why people watch after the fact and that's totally, totally fine. Um, but yeah, we're going to try to accommodate you a little bit more. Amen. Um, starting next month. So, uh, thank God for that. And thank God for you all, uh, watching at all. Amen. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to go to, uh, I, I think I left off here. We were talking about, uh, we were in Genesis six and, uh, Genesis six. And, uh, I'm going to read here a little bit of a continuation of where we left off. Uh, we were talking about, um, we were talking about, um, I'll just read here from verse one and I will elaborate where we, uh, where we left off. I'll I'll start to elaborate. But it says here, verse 1, Genesis 6 and verse 1, it says, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the <laughs> on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair or beautiful, and they took them wives of all they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh. So um, we see here the sons of God is talking about um, the the uh, fallen angels, uh, those that uh, that uh, followed Satan in his rebellion. The, the Bible says that Satan's tail drew or he his lies, basically, because angels um, don't have tails that I know of. <laughs> but his his lie, his lying tongue with his lies and his deceit. He drew a third of the angels and basically convinced them to follow him. Amen. And so that's what the Bible <coughs> means there. <coughs> Excuse me. It says that um, uh, the son, they, they were sons of God, though. Uh, they were angels, uh, you know, and all the angels, uh, the heavenly host uh, of angels are called also called sons of God. Uh, in the, in the very beginning, that's, you know, those were the original sons of God, uh, before God created mankind. Right. Um, and now beloved, are we the sons of God? You see what I mean? God, God created a chosen, uh, people and a chosen seed, uh, for himself. Um, so won't go much into that, but, uh, you know, if you know, you know that that's what it means when it says the sons of God. Also in the book of Job, you'll see there, uh, it says, where were you when the morning stars shout, uh, when the sons of God, um, worship together and the sons and the, um, the morning stars shouted for joy or something like that. It's talking about the same thing. Sons of God talking about angels. So we're, these are the fallen angels now who uh, who left their first estate, right? And they rebelled. 
Um, they saw the daughters of men that they were, that they were beautiful, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Uh, my uh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. It says there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men. And they bear them, and they bear children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And I explained that in the last video. So if you missed part one of this, go back and watch that. Uh, it says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Pay attention now. It says, God saw that the wickedness of man. Now notice it's first it's talking about sex here between these fallen angels and the daughters of men and children being born out of those immoral, uh, quote unquote, um, marriages, because marriage between uh, men and women back then just meant sex. Right. Um, it says here that God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth from these ungodly relationships and or uh yeah, relationships, <laughs> and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man which I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. Now, he's talking about uh, he 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 said that I will destroy not only man, but also beast and the creeping things and the fowls of the air. I'm going to destroy the animals as well, because it repented me that I had that I have made them. Wow. So what was wrong with the animals? We see that the man men were wicked, but what was wrong with the animals? The animals were wicked as well. Um, these spirits were not only occupying women, but they were also occupying animals. That's where you get the serpent in the Garden of Eden. It was a, a demonic or uh, yeah, an evil uh, spirit or angel that had occupied um, an animal, right? If you know anything about a snake or a serpent, um, it's a reptilian spirit and they and reptiles have appendages they have feet they have they have feet and so um before the original state or, or the original serpents had feet they had feet before god cursed the serpent to crawl upon its belly right and eat the dust of the earth all the days of his life so all the days uh, he, what he did was he cursed the uh the ability of the snake to produce the, the, um, the genes, I guess would be a good word that produce the appendages. He cursed that, uh, that those gene, the genes of the serpent, or is that the right word for genes? Not really sure, but what, you know, the, the DNA, the part of you that, that, uh, gives you your, um, your, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Help me y'all. The part of you that produces your, your, um, 
your fleshly parts, you know what I'm saying? Like your eyes and your ears and your, your fingers and your toes and all of that. I think it's genes, right? Um, so yeah, so he cursed that. And so this snake was no longer able to stand up right on legs or walk on legs. Um, so this is what happened. Um, so yes, these spirits did occupy both man and beast, like the scripture says here in verse seven, uh, and every creeping thing in the fowls of the air as well, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Why did Noah find grace? Um, it says, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man, an upright man, right? Or a righteous man and perfect in his generations. That means that his faith was completely in God. Perfect has to do with being made perfect in love and perfect in faith. Um, that's New Testament, that, that your faith may be made perfect or your love may be made perfect. Um, it means, in, it means complete. Amen. So Noah's faith and his love, uh, for God was complete. Amen. He completely trusted God. He completely loved God and trusted him. And it says, and he, Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Um, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Uh, the earth uh, also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Now, let's go back a little bit about Noah. Noah also, um, the reason that he was not corrupted was because he did not um, have any of those um, evil, you know, genes in his bloodline. Uh, now it's talking here about generations, the generations of Noah. So it's saying that Noah's bloodline, his generations, you know, before him, uh, or, or his, you know, his, his lineage. Okay. Um, uh, did, was not a lineage of those that were in the earth surrounding him at that time, which were a lineage of quote unquote hybrids, hybrids, which were both man and fallen angel. Okay. Which we know as Nephilim. Um, it says Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. You see that? So where does it start out? It starts out talking about sexual immorality, right? Between unclean, uh, you know, between, uh, the daughters of men and unclean spirits, which were these fallen angels, right? And they, and, and they began to bring forth children and the earth became corrupt because these children were corrupt. These people um, that were walking the earth were wicked people. They were completely wicked. Um, the Bible talks about how, uh, in the book of Daniel, how these, uh, the, there were angels who blasphemed God. They were completely wicked. Only an, only someone who, who was completely wicked, you know, can, uh, just outright blaspheme God in his face. That's what they did. If you go there and you look, you will see, um, I think it's Daniel uh, chapter 10, if I'm not mistaken, that they blasphemed God when Daniel was having the vision that they blasphemed God and 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 uh, uh, someone tried to stop them. And, and but Jesus overrode it and Jesus stood up and said, no, let it be. 
for a time and a times and half a time or something like that. So he was speaking that prophetically things have to play out first and then these beings will be destroyed. He knew their end from their beginning. So he wasn't concerned, so much concerned about what they were doing. You know what I mean? Because he, he, he sees our end from our beginning from our beginning. He knows that the word must first be fulfilled and none of, none of his words, um, uh, heaven and earth will pass away before any jot or tittle of his word will pass away. Amen. So he knows that, um, you know, that's why I always tell you that he doesn't mind letting the devil go first, let the devil do his thing or whatever, because God even uses, um, the kingdom of darkness to his advantage. He created it so he can use it whenever he wants. We really don't understand the sovereignty of God. When you understand the sovereignty of God, you understand that God is all powerful and he has all authority to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. But he is righteous and just and perfect in all his ways and in all his doings. So whatever he does, it is righteous. We may not understand it. We may not see it the way because his thoughts and his ways are so far above ours as the heavens are high above the earth. So are his thoughts and his ways above ours. So we may not understand it in our, in, in our finite understanding, but in his infinite wisdom and understanding, it is right. It is right. Amen. So, um, he says, uh, here, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man. Okay, he begot three sons. The earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So we see how sexual immorality is directly connected to corruption and violence. Amen? Uh, crime, you know, things of that nature. All these things that the Bible says that wickedness shall increase in the earth. So we're not going backwards here. I know y'all want to go back to the old time religion and, tra and traditions and all that kind of stuff, but we have to, we have to keep up with the prophet, with the uh, prophetic, um, uh, measurements or the prophetic timetables of scripture. The Bible says that wickedness shall increase in the earth. It also says that, um, there shall be gross darkness, uh, uh, in the earth, darkness upon the people, excuse me, darkness, uh, filling the earth and gross darkness upon the people. So it's talking about two forms of darkness, dark, darkness, and then the darkest darkness, which is blackness blackness. You ever heard of the, the black hole? It's, it's utter darkness. No one can see anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so the Bible says that wickedness shall increase, um, in the earth. Amen. And so these, this is the time that we're also living in now, um, because Jesus said it, he said that as it, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the son of man. And we'll read that in the book of Matthew here shortly. But it says Noah, uh, it says the earth also was corrupt before God. I want you to get this. And the earth was filled with violence, filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, 
I will destroy them with the earth. Um, and he, he began, he proceeds to tell Noah to make this ark. Amen. And then in verse uh, 17, he tells Noah how to make the ark. He gives him the measurements. And then look at verse 17. It says, and behold, I, even I do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh. Wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. Right. Are we seeing that? Um, and, and he said, but you, you know, with you, I will establish my covenant, Noah, and you shall come into the ark, you and your sons and your wife and thy sons with thee, uh, thy sons' wives with thee. Okay. Now let's look at this because we see that Noah's generations, Noah's lineage was, was righteous. So they were, they were saved. Right. Um, what, and, and, and basically, you know, what that tells you is, you know, make sure that, <laughs> that you are, um, building the ark, make sure that you are in the ark, not only building the ark of God, but in the ark, you know, when the time comes, you know, we, we don't want to be, uh, like Paul said, um, out here preaching unto others, but then at the end of the day, our, we ourselves become a castaway, right? And so um, we have to take heed to ourselves as well. Now, this is talking about how um, God said, I, I will destroy them with the earth. I'll destroy all flesh. The end of all flesh is come before me. Now, this flesh is um, talking about physical beings, right? Fleshly beings, right? Or bodies, right? Human beings, humus, which means dirt in which God used to create human beings. Amen. Um, who destroyed the flesh, right? Of these wicked beings, right? And they were Nephilim. They were giants and they were Nephilim, which means it doesn't necessarily have to be a giant um, in stature to still to still be a Nephilim. That's what a Nephilim. That's why it still it says uh, it says uh, you see the word giants um, uh, there in the scripture. Um, there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came into uh, in, into the children of men unto the daughters of men. And it says that the same became mighty men, which were of old. So that it was a same species or kind of, of man, which came from those giants. And it says men of renown, right? Um, so before the, before the, before the days of Noah, right? Um, before the flood, there were these, these giants, these type, this species or hybrid species in the earth. Right. And then also after, um, the same species was still in the earth, but they were not, you know, a hundred feet tall or whatever, whatever anymore. Uh, they began, if you look at, uh, uh, like Goliath, uh, the sons of Anak, they were giants, but they were not nearly as large or 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 uh, great as these um, as these uh, previous ones were. Okay, so what happened? God destroyed uh, the flesh. He destroyed them. Right, all the flesh, uh, all the wicked uh, people in the earth 
these wicked beings as well as um, these animals. Why did he do that? We see because the earth was corrupt. It was filled with violence, right? And then we also see that um, even after the flood, though, there was still these people walking the earth. How did they come back? How did they come back? Isn't, isn't that the question you're asking? How did they come back? When the, when the flood washed away or drowned out the fleshly beings in the earth, when you die, you still have a, a spirit or a soul and a soul, right? Which is not flesh. It is spirit. You have a spirit and you have a soul, right? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. Well, these beings were utterly wicked, which means that they did not have any emotion. That's what, if you connect it to today, if you bring it modern day, you will see why um, people are trying to create uh, technical, technologically, scientifically create beings that have no soul. You, even before now, you see stories like Frankenstein and, you know, um, uh, what's the other one? Um, goodness, I can't even remember the name. But these are these are wicked beings uh, that were created without a soul. Even now, the system of the world, the systems of the world, the wicked systems of the world, I should say, um, their desire is to remove your sensitivity to the soul, remove your all sense of feeling away from you, you know, make you just a like a robot in nature and just doing wickedness. You know what I mean? As a human being, we also see um, where uh, they are sci scientifically uh, altering uh, the genetic components of human beings as well as animals. Right. Uh, to try to create. <laughs> something ungodly. So, so, so we're seeing this and these people, um, when they, when the flood, uh, destroyed these, these, these beings or these people, I just call them beings because they were super, they were, uh, not normal people. You know what I mean? Um, when the flood destroyed all of them, their spirits were still roaming the earth. Their spirits were still roaming the earth. Now, we see that um, these fallen angels, they are still angels. And they were, and, and not all of them came into the earth to mix with the daughters of men. And I want to tell you that the earth was, wick, was so wicked and corrupt with these beings that um, the, 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 the men who had these daughters were giving their daughters to these beings in exchange for um, demonic intel or demonic knowledge and, and wisdom and intellect and, and, and understanding of how to create things, how to do things that, that would make them superior to everyone else. 
um, in the earth. We also see that today. Now, where am I getting this information from? This information I am getting, um, it's backed up by scripture, but it's also uh, something else that I I learned from my brothers. <laughs> I learned from my brothers, Isaiah and Alexander. Um, I, I will post the link up to the video below because they can explain it to you much better than I can. But I will say that everything is backed up by scripture and it is biblically true. Um, and, and we, 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 if we open our eyes to, uh, the reality of today's society and these, these, um, industries in the world today and the functioning of technology today and historically, you know, how, um, you know, scientists and archaeologists and, and, you know, with all of their quote unquote knowledge, they cannot explain some of the things that those beings did back in those days, you know, like the pyramids and things like that, that are still standing today. No, no one has ever been able to create anything like though, anything like that since, you know? And so, uh, these are, uh, these are, um, supernatural things, right? And man has always desired since these days of, of Noah, right? Since the days of, uh, of Noah, um, before the days of Noah, Genesis chapter six, actually, um, men have always, men have been trying to, uh, recreate these beings, recreate these supernatural, supernatural beings or heroes of old. Um, you get like Greek mythology and stuff like that. It's not something made up. They got that from somewhere. They got that from somewhere when they're talking about Zeus and Apollos and all these Greek gods and goddesses and stuff like that. And they were these big, huge, giant beings. And, you know, you watch these old time movies. Um, they got that from somewhere. It wasn't j just their imagination. And when you go back and if you if you watch some of the documentaries where archaeologists have dug up the remains of Egyptian um Egyptian culture and also um, other cultures in the earth at that time, Mesopotamian um, and so on, you will see that the, the uh, drawings and the things that they discovered were showing these things. So they, so it was common to them back in those days to see these superhuman <clears throat> or supernatural beings. Um, when God, when it says God destroyed both man and beast, now we see, you know, they were, they were drawing things like things that were part man and part beast, you know, hybrids, etc. They were drawing them because they were seeing them. And, um, and, and that's what they're trying to recreate even today. Um, so this, this, uh, this, this spirit has not died. The flesh was destroyed, but the spirit was still walking the earth, right? Uh, it's now they're called disembodied spirits or demons because they are spirits that are walking the earth, looking for habitation, um, or a house to live in. That's why God said, um, your body is the temple of the Holy ghost. Do not rent out your body. Do not give your body to, you know, to any demonic spirit. And that's the number one thing they want to do is occupy your body so they can carry out their wicked, um, agendas. The same things that they were doing 
before the flood. Are we seeing that? Are we seeing that? Um, and, and, you know, after the flood, Bible says, and after the flood, why? Because they came in, they came in and they, and they did the same things that they, that they're doing today, trying to occupy human beings in order to carry out or destroy, right? To steal, to kill and to destroy, right? Um, the earth and the people of God, right? Uh, notice they always have a wicked agenda for the person that they're occupying. They say, no, he's mine. She's mine. She'll never do this. He'll never have a ministry. She'll never have a ministry. She prays too much. I hate her. You know, um, you know, I, I put a, I put a spell on her, you know, we did a ritual or whatever, whatever they will tell you. Demons talk. <laughs> these are, these are real beings. They talk. And they will tell you what their agenda is for that person's life. You know, they're not there to bless the house. They are there to destroy. Amen. They are there. They are there to destroy the house. Um, but, you know, um, they are not able to carry out their agendas without a human host or a human body because that would make them illegal again. That will make them illegal again. They look for um bodies, uh, people to occupy or let them into your house so they can, um, so they can function. Amen. So I wanted you to see that because it shows us directly here, the connection between sexual immorality and violence in the earth. You know, these beings, they, what, what do they come to do? Steal, kill and destroy. And that's what they do. And, you know, would it's, it's not just that they love sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the spirit of incubus, the spirit of succubus, or, you know, these spirits that come to you at night, or they want to have sex with you, or, or they rape you, you know, in your sleep and stuff. I hate to be so rapid, but you know, they do. And, um, when you, um, that is not their end goal. It's just to make you ejaculate or whatever, you know, that, that it is not their end goal. Um, their end goal, let me go back and check on you guys. Their end goal is not that their end goal is to destroy you. They want to destroy you. They want to use you to destroy, you know, to destroy, uh, things around you, right. To destroy as much as you can, or as many people as you can. To affect other people, right? Um, to um, to fill the earth with what? With violence. Steal, kill, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. That's their mission. That is their mission. And when they finish using you to destroy the people around you, guess what? They're going to destroy you. Because the devil don't have no friends. He's not your friend. And so... Um, this is directly connected. That's why God said that it is Satan's greatest weapon against humanity because Satan hates mankind that was made in the image and likeness of God. He is, he is, he is not only, um, envious, but jealous, <laughs> you know, with a perfect, uh, with a perfect hatred for mankind because man was created in God's image and likeness. Amen. So he wants to destroy everything that God created. Um, and, and, he, and he thinks, you know, um, he, ha that he has actually established, uh, a kingdom 
because <laughs> he knows that he can't be God, but he wants man's creation. I mean, God's creation to um, turn on God because he, you know, that that's what hurt God hurts God the most. God does have a soul. He does have a soul. Um, he has feelings, you know, he has emotions. He, he, you know, he gets angry. Um, he gets jealous, the Bible says. And so he knows what God's triggers are. He knows he can't defeat God, but he'll do anything he can to hurt him, to hurt him by using his own children and turning his own children against him. Amen. Um, so, you know, this is, you know, this is what he's trying to do. And that's why God said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You're going to lose your soul. You know, your soul is going to, is going to be right there in the pit or the lake of fire, excuse me, because the pit is a temporary holding place. It's called the abyss where we send demons, <laughs> remind them of where, you know, send them there and remind them of their final destination. That's what I teach y'all here because that's what they're afraid of. That's what they they are afraid of. They try to, you know, inflict fear upon you because they are the ones that are actually afraid. And so when we when we uh, when we bind them and cast them out, we have we need to send them somewhere. We send them into the abyss, which is the holding cell, like a holding place. You know, before you go before the judge, <laughs> you go to jail. Right. And they put you in a holding cell right before your day of judgment or your time before the judge where he will give you your final judgment. Does that make sense? As it is in the, in the spirit, so it is in the natural, right? And so they have a final judgment day. In the book of Revelation chapter 20, we see that their final destination is the lake of fire that burns with brimstone. That's their final destination and they are terrified of that. That demons will obey you because they are terrified of that. So when you cast, when you're casting a demon out, right, um, they will actually obey you. Now, they didn't obey the sons of Sceva because they, the sons of Sceva obviously weren't living right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they knew that they had a foothold in those men's lives. And, you know, they was like, no, you don't have any authority over us. You know, we live in your house, basically. So, you know, they overthrew the men, but they did. They could not overthrow Jesus. Jesus was an upright man, <laughs> type and shadow. Uh, Noah was a type and shadow of Jesus, right? An upright and a just man, right? In all his doings, his temple was clean and uh, they could, they did not have a place in him. Right. Jesus said what the uh, uh, the wicked one coming, but he has no place in me. And so that's what gave him total authority over the demonic realm. And so those demons were afraid of Jesus. They were terrified of Jesus, not just because of who Jesus was as the son of God, but because of the authority that Jesus had to or has because he hasn't lost any authority um, to cast them out and to send them into the, you know, into, uh, the lake of fire. He said, have, they said, have you come to judge us before the time to give it to issue our final judgment before our time? Because he, they knew that he could do that if he wanted to, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, that is, uh, that's their concern. So going back to scripture here, it says, uh, see how much time I got. Okay. About 20 minutes. Um, 
they said it says here um <clears throat> it says here uh oh i wanted to take you to um Sodom and Gomorrah. We want, we, want to, we want to unpack that a little bit. But G, oh, I want to take you first to Matthew 24. So let me let me take you to Matthew 24 here. Matthew 24. Uh, Matthew 24 in verse 36. Let's see what Jesus had to say. It says, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven but my father only. Now he's talking about his second coming. He says, but as the days of Noah were, now when it comes to the second coming, notice he said, no, what? The day and the hour. <laughs> no one knows the day and the hour, right? But except for my father only. He didn't say that the father wouldn't tell you because God said, I will do nothing except I first reveal it unto my holy apostles and prophets. Holy, my holy apostles and prophets. Right? He said, I will do nothing. So we may not know the day and the hour, but we can tell when it's near because he starts whispering to us. He starts telling us, you know, we may not know the day and the hour, but we may know the year. We may know the time is, is at hand or the time is nigh. You know what I'm saying? And and when you look at the the uh, the amount of days that it took uh, for God to create the earth, one day with the Lord is as a thousand years. A thousand years is as one day. It took him seven days. The Bible says he created everything in seven days and he rested. Right. And now after. Here we go. Um, uh, the coming of the son of uh, the first coming of the uh, of the son of man, which was Jesus. Right. We are um, a little bit. Uh, it's been it's been over two thousand years, um, somewhere between two thousand and three thousand years. How many more days? You see how prophetically things have to unfold too that have not happened yet, right? So when we're you know what I'm saying we have to just read the book of Daniel and read the book of Revelation. They are mirrors to each other and we will understand the time, the prophetic timetable of God. And I have already uh, posted videos about that here on my podcast. I broke everything down in detail concerning prophetic timing, prophetic timing, uh, the prophetic timing of God. Amen. Um, there's a video called uh, Revelation part one and two. And there's also a video called, um, I think it's called Eternal. Um, but yeah, you can go back and check those out. Now it says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only knows it. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days of Noah, or just like in the days of Noah that were before the flood, listen, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. So, you know, all things just continue as they were. They had no clue because they weren't even close to God. They were wicked. So they didn't, they had no clue. This thing came upon them unawares, right? 
And they were doing the same thing that people do in today, eating, drinking, getting married, and just celebrating like nothing. La, 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 right? But <laughs> suddenly, there is a suddenly that is coming. There's a suddenly that is coming upon the earth. It's called the day of the Lord. And he knew, it says in 39, it says, and knew not, they knew not anything until the flood came. They didn't know what was going to take place until it was upon them. And it took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. Are we seeing that? It says, then, then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Uh, two women shall be grinding at the mill. One shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour the Lord doeth come. Are we seeing that? Are we seeing that? So, you know, um, this is what was happening before the flood. They were going on and they were, and the Bible says that the earth was full of violence. And people didn't care. They were just doing whatever they wanted to do, right? Suddenly, um, destruction came upon them. Now we're going to look here at Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. We're going to look here at Sodom and Gomorrah here quickly. I'm going to give you a definition here uh, for these so we can kind of because, you know, we want to define these things. So Sodom, we're going to uh, look at Sodom. Sodom, um, I want to give you, uh, for this one, I, I want to give you the Hebrew definition. Hebrew. Okay. Sorry, this is running a little bit slow. Okay. Hmm. Okay, there it is. Sodom. Okay, so Sodom in the Hebrew uh, Bible, it means... Um, Sodom and Gomorrah is a byword for destruction and desolation. Uh, destruction and desolation. Is that, that's not what I was trying to find. Destruction and desolation. Where is that? I had it pulled up. I'm sorry. Just a second. Okay. Okay. Sodom. Okay. So let's look at, uh, let's just look at the word uh, Sodom or sodomy. Sodomy. Uh, what does sodomy mean? Um, sodomy, which is derived from the story of Sodom and Gomorrah in the book of Genesis, um, it is, it's generally, uh, anal 
or oral sex, anal or oral sex between people uh, or sexual activity between a person and a non-human animal. Are we seeing that? Bestiality, it says. But it may also mean any non-procreative sexual activity. Uh, originally, the term sodomy, which is derived from the story of Sodom and Gomorrah in the book of Genesis, was commonly restricted to anal sex. Sodomy laws in many countries criminalize the behavior. Uh, in the Western world, however, which is our <laughs> our, our, our nations, right, our countries, um, many of these laws have been overturned and are routinely not enforced. So we're living in a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah, literally in the Western culture, because those, those laws were not enforced, but over in other cultures or Eastern cultures, uh, they are enforced in, in, in some of those, um, in some of those nations. Now, um, let's look here at uh, Gomorrah. Just want to uh, give you this here. Gomorrah in Hebrew. It means a, I can't pronounce the name, but it means uh, a wicked or depraved place, a city in the Middle East, which according to the Bible was destroyed by the Hebrew God for the sins of its inhabitants. Um, what does uh, Gomorrah stand for? Notorious for vice and corruption. A place that is notorious for uh, for vice and corruption. That means bondage and corruption. Okay. Um, Sodom in Abrahamic religion, Sodom and Gomorrah have been have become synonymous with impenitent sin and their fall with a proverbial manifestation of divine reprobation retribution. The Bible mentions that these cities were destroyed for their sins, haughtiness, egoism, and attempted rape. Amen. And they're talking about uh, Lot's, um, uh, Lot's house. And we're going to, we're going to read here, hear that in just a second. But um, it wasn't, it wasn't only, and I'm not defending homosexuality because a lot of people who are um, LGBTQ, they will argue the fact that, um, according to the book of Genesis, it doesn't speak anything about homosexuality or anything, uh, anything being wrong with it. But there are other scriptures, you know, um, in the, you know, in the Old Testament where God warns against, uh, man sleeping with man and calls it an abomination. Also in the book of Romans, God calls it abomination as well. And so, <laughs> you know, they, they tend to avoid Romans <laughs> because Romans explains it in such great detail and, uh, and, and, and very, very, uh, um, very, very, uh, seriously, you know what I mean? Like very, very, uh, uh, it confronts it, you know, um, very strongly, very, very strongly. Um, so, um, they, they will avoid those scriptures, but you know, we have to stick to absolute truth. And, um, you know, the, the truth of the matter is it, is that it is an abomination to God. Amen. Um, does God still love you? Yes. He still loves you. Does God still want to save you? Yes, he does. And he's long suffering and merciful with you. Your sin is no greater or less than any other sin 
um, the only uh, sin that we cannot be uh, repent of is blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so we're not saying that you're damned to damnation. But what we're saying is that, you know, if you don't repent of your sin, just like if we don't repent of our sins of lying or you know, cheating people or being slowful, laziness. These are things that God also hates. He hates pride. He hates um, a high look. He, he hates, um, uh, you know, slowfulness. You know what I mean? These are things that God hates and he calls them uh, abominations. There are things that he absolutely hates. Uh, that is what an abomination is. Um, an abomination is also something that is unclean before God, something that is unclean. Amen. And so, you know, um, if we have to repent, then so do you. So do you. You're not exempt. You can't just live like that. If you're living in sin like that, then, you know, um, and you don't repent, you know, God's God's judgment upon you may be something that, you you know, that may affect you for the rest of your life because you're mixing blood in that type of sin. You're mixing blood with people also who you don't know if they're clean or not clean. You don't know what's, what that person has going on, you know, and you're developing soul ties. You're not within the confines of, uh, of, of marriage, of God's marriage covenant legally between a man and woman. Um, you're just making up your own things as you go along. And God is not in that. He's just not in that. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, care how you try to paint it. You know, I, I, I can't even cover my sin. If I try to paint it a different way and say, oh, you know, God don't care. God don't mind. You know, it doesn't change the truth that yes, he does. And, you know, at the end of the day, when I go home and lay down at night, my mind is not at peace. I cannot be at rest knowing that I am living in sin against God. Unless I, 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 unless my conscience has been seared with a with a hot iron, or I have been uh, bewitched in such a way that, you know, I just don't. I, I really think that I'm doing right. But the, if you you if you claim to have the spirit of God, the spirit of God will convict you of your sin. He will convict you of your sin. You always have a choice. He will if he can't convict you himself. If you won't listen to him, or you push him in a closet or whatever, and you're not listening to him, then guess what? He, God will send some people your way. He will send people your way to say, hey, 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 let's wake up here. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up, right? He will give you signs that you're on the wrong track. That's, his, that's the long suffering and mercy and patience of God, amen, and his love for you. So let's not deceive ourselves. Um, uh, now I wanted to read here, um, I wanted to read here, um, about Sodom and Gomorrah is it Genesis, uh, Genesis 19 here. We're going to read this. Okay. And we're going to see, you know, what this is actually about. Genesis 19, it says, and there, and there came two angels to Sodom at evening and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom and Lot seeing them rose up. Uh, to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground, the angels. Now these angels appeared as men. So it tells you again that angels do shapeshift. They appear in human form. It says, and he, and he said, behold, now my Lords turn in, I pray you into your servant's house and tarry all night and wash your feet and you shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, nay, 
but we will abide in the street all night. We don't want to come into your house. We'll stay in, we'll stay in the street. We have an, we're here on assignment basically, right? It says, and he pressed upon them greatly, or he begged them basically, uh, and that they finally turned in unto him and entered into his house. And he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread and they did eat. Angels eat. There's a such thing as angels food. They eat. Yeah. In human form. But after they shapeshift into human form, you wonder, you know, why you was looking for Isaac and you met um, Ishmael, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, verse four, it says, but before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, come past the city round about, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. Now, it didn't mean that they wanted to become acquainted with them. It means that they wanted to become acquainted with them. Because in the Bible days, when a man knows a woman or knows, you know, this is talking. Now, this is referring to homosexuality because these men of the city. Right. Is that not what it says? It didn't say women. It says uh, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house. They surrounded Lot's house both old and young, all the people from every quarter. So the culture of this people um, was to do this. It was their custom. It was, the, the, it was ingrained in the culture to want to lay with men. These were men who wanted to sleep with these men. You know, when he, when he says that we want to know them, it means that we want to have sex with them. And they called unto Lot. And now notice it said both old men and young. So it tells you how long this has been going on because there were old men with them. They called unto Lot. I, I know you might not want to believe it, but it's the scripture and it's very, very clear. They called unto Lot and said unto him, where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. We have you surrounded. This is about to become violent. So what did they actually want? <laughs> We didn't want to just talk to him so we can get to know, hey, bro, how you doing? Well, what's your name or where you working? Mm -mm. It says, and Lot went out the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not do so wickedly. He knew what was in their minds, right? He said, please don't do this wickedness here. Are we seeing that? Behold, now I have, look, I have two daughters which have not known man have not had sex. They were virgins. Let me, I pray you, bring them out to you that and, and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. And they said, the men said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn and he will needs be a judge. Now will we deal with worse with you. <laughs> he's talking, they're talking about Lot now. And they said, you know, uh, he thinks he's a judge here. You know, we're going to deal worse with you than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house uh, to them and shut the door 
talking about the angels that were there in the house. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to even find the door. And the men said unto Lot, Has there here any besides you, uh, son-in-law, and thy sons and thy daughters, and whatsoever you have in the city, bring them out of this place? For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxed great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Are we seeing that? Are we seeing that? So this is this is what happened. And I won't read the rest for the sake of time because I have to go here in just a couple minutes. But um, uh, it was so serious. You know, they were they were about to destroy the city. They had to rush Lot out of the city and his wife. And <coughs> and they said, escape for your life and look not behind me, neither stay Thou in the plain, escape to the mountain. Don't stay in the low place. Escape to the mountain. <laughs> that, 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 that means something to us, right? Woe, what does Revelation say? Rejoice, O ye heavens, but woe be to the inhabitants of the earth, right? He says, um, he said, escape to the mountain. Who else said that? Jesus. Jesus said, when you see these signs, when you see these things happening in the earth, Flee to the mountains. What is God saying to John in Revelation? Come up hither. Come up here where I am. What is he saying to his people? Come out of her. Come out of this unclean system. Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers with her plagues. Come up here where I am. Come up here where I am. That's why the devil wants us to be so accustomed to living in the earthly realm and living in the flesh all the time and enjoying the things of the flesh. You know, uh, the Bible says that the, the sin of Sodom was uh, was uh, according to Ezekiel here. OK, got to go here. According to Ezekiel uh, 16 and verse 49, it says, behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Okay, so he was he was um, he was talking to uh, these nations, and he said, "This was the iniquity of your sister nation, Sodom. What was the iniquity? Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. Uh oh. So we're just supposed to forget about the poor and needy. God is concerned about His people." He's concerned about these people. He says they were haughty and, com and committed abomination before me. Sexual immorality, unclean in the flesh. Therefore, I took them away as I saw good. Are we seeing that? So we see here that um, God is talking about sins and he's talking about abominations. Okay, so this is what this is what he's saying. He's saying that. Um, these same spirits or these, uh, these, um, disembodied spirits or demons are still roaming the earth, looking to occupy your body, looking to steal, kill and destroy. Do not let them in. They are out. They're coming for your body. They're coming for your libido. They, you know, they want to enter into your body. We're talking about sex. God says, get your sex life in check. Because an, an unchecked sex life 
it, it is it is directly connected to the corruption and the sin that is running rampant in the earth. It's directly connected. When you, when people um, negatively influence other people and they lead them to get drunk, get high, and all that stuff, what do they want them to do next? Have sex. And then after that, you know what I'm saying, then they just, you know, people start doing all kind of crazy stuff. Well, let's go rob the liquor store. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. You know what I'm saying? Crazy stuff. And this is this is the problem. It's this nation does not have a skin issue. It is a sin issue that we have, and it is a an issue of uh, sexual immorality at the root, immoral behavior, abomination that started in Genesis chapter six with these uh, fallen angels and these Nephilim uh, spirits and stuff like that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's why the devil is so adamant about sex. You know, it is worship to him. You know what I'm saying? That, that kind of stuff. This is what God is saying. So you want to know how to get rid of an unclean spirit? Starve it out. Starve the joker out. Don't give it what it wants. You know, um, get your sex life in check. Don't, uh, don't feed that spirit. Don't feed that spirit. Don't open doors. Uh, that you, you know, uh, to, to things that you shouldn't be looking at or things that you shouldn't be listening to, because that isn't, you're inviting those spirits to come in, you know, and it doesn't mean, you know, I'm trying to take away your fun or what you can watch or what you can't watch. It's God trying to protect you. <laughs> it's God trying to protect us. Let me include myself trying to protect us and save our life, <laughs> you know, save our soul. And so that's the problem. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll be here. I'll be here uh, tomorrow. I have to go now, but I hope this made sense to you. And I'll link the video below to my brother's uh, uh, episode so you can see that. So you can um, so you can understand even better what's what's happening here. Right. Because they really, really break break it down really, really well. And um you know, I, I'm not I'm not going to be sitting here, you know, repeating information that, you know, somebody else told me. I learned uh, a lot of, you know, from that from that video or from that teaching and I compared it to scripture. And yes, it is true. And so now I have proved it, you know, by way of the Holy Ghost. And that is the only reason that I am sharing it with you. That's the only reason I'm sharing it with you. And I and when you do that, you're, you're supposed to give credit to the person who who gave you the information. Come on now. We got to stop that, that spiritual plagiarism thing that we do. And we want to take people's stuff and pass it off as our own message or whatever. And God didn't give you the message. If God gave you the message and he used other people to confirm and help you, uh, you know, that's one thing. But if you just copy pasting somebody else's entire message, especially without give, even giving them credit for, you know, for, for the, you know, um, delivering the message. What are we doing? Why do we do that? That's 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 foolishness. It's annoying. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right. So I have to go. I'll be back here tomorrow for another episode of How to Slay in Prayer. And um, it's going to be at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. I hope to, I hope to see you here. And uh, yeah, I love you guys. Thank you for watching. Please make sure to like, comment, subscribe, leave, um, uh, leave a comment. Let me know if this message blessed you. Leave a comment in the comment section of the video, please, because it helps with the algorithm for me. 
and share the message with someone else uh, who needs it. Amen. So I love you and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.